Zach was definitely one of those kids that like you'd have to scale back a little bit. Um, <laughs> and one of the ideas he brought me, he was like, okay, so imagine this, like we get a diaper and we like melt a chocolate bar in it. And the students are all just licking the chocolate out of the diaper behind the brick wall. And I was like, Zach, I, I love where your head's at. I think that would be very distracting, but I'm going to go ahead and just have to say that's not what we're going to do this weekend. Welcome everybody to the R&R CatCast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State Athletics. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back, Bobcat fans. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode during this quarantine time. We have a special interview that we conducted with the Associate Athletic Director, Bethany Cordell, that we're going to play for you here in a moment. First of all, Thorny, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing over there? Man, I am hanging in there. Uh, the new normal is, well, just normal now. It's not new anymore. <laughs> After about two months of this, it's, it is what it is, but yeah, these are fully households holding together. Has it only been two months? I feel like I've been stuck in this time warp over here for like a year now. It's Everything not is quite upside two down. months actually yet. <laughs> but that wouldn't surprise we're me. We're getting close. Yeah. I'm excited for our listeners to hear this interview with Bethany. Her energy is just palpable. The way that MSU is going right now, it just, you know, she answers a ton of questions about, uh, you know, the steps Montana State is taking. Uh, she talks about our coaches. It's just it's just a great interview. I'm just excited for uh, our fans. And if you're just searching for something that's just Bobcat-related, sports-related, if you've been starved for this, this will definitely satisfy your taste. Yeah, I agree with that. And, I mean, if you're drawing up someone to fill that role, an MSU grad who has some experience in a couple of bigger programs, some FBS football-wise programs, uh, a Bozeman or an MSU grad, I mean, it just doesn't get much better than that. So I think she was great to have on the show, and I just really appreciate her taking some time out of her day, late in the day, to come on and talk some Montana State athletics with us. So without further ado, here is our interview with Bethany Cordell, Associate Athletic Director. Now we welcome in Bethany Cordell, Associate Athletic Director at Montana State. Bethany, thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk with you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, especially, you know, it's pretty pretty late for you over there. <laughs> we had a little bit of technical difficulties getting this all together tonight for you listeners out there. But hey, we got it working. She's here and we appreciate her taking some time to come on. Well, for those of you who don't know, Bethany Cordell, like Ryan said, is the Associate Athletic Director for Montana State. Uh, first off, Bethany, can you just give us a little bit of a general idea of what it is exactly an Associate Athletic Director does? That's a great question. Um, associate athletic director, there's a couple of them on staff here at MSU and we all kind of take different areas. Um, my full official title is associate athletic director for annual giving and fan development, um, which is a new role that I moved into in the last month or so. And so um, really I work on the external team um, before this recent transition. Um, I was responsible for all of our game day production. So really the circus that surrounds a game, whether that's the fireworks, the music, the video board, the atmosphere, et 
cetera. Um, marketing, um, our season ticket sales, social media, that sort of stuff, um, which is everything I'm still really involved in as well, but I am starting to transition into working in development as well too. So um, none of our jobs look like they did, you know, three months ago um, by any means, but um, it, it's been fun. Well, that is, that is news to me. I didn't, did not know that you moved into a new position and most of our questions are crafted about no, the that's old okay. position. <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm still overseeing all those same areas at this point. So I'm, I'm happy to answer all of those questions anyway. Right on. Bethany, are we right? Are you a MSU graduate yourself? I am. I proudly graduated in 2012. Um, I double okay. majored in marketing and Spanish and my dad went to MSU and, um, there definitely was never a question of where I was going for my undergrad. Absolutely. And then it looks like you took a job at uh, Cal in Kansas State. We were kind of wondering, what did you do there? Yeah. So immediately after graduation from MSU, I went to Kansas State to be a graduate assistant in their athletic department. Um, I got an internship when I was a freshman here at MSU that really opened my eyes into working in college athletics, which is ironic um, to the nth degree since the last sport I played was like track and field in fifth grade, I think. Um, <laughs> but somehow found a way to make a career in college athletics. So when I graduated, went and got my MBA um, at Kansas State while I was working in their marketing office, which was just a phenomenal experience. Um, definitely was a little bit um, starstruck right away, you know, working at a football game that has 70,000 people at it. Um, oh, yeah. I had never been to Kansas before. And um, it was a great time. So I spent two years there. And then, um, like you mentioned, I went to Cal after that, which was definitely even more of an adjustment. Um, I had never been to Berkeley or the San Francisco Bay Area. So moved out there for an awesome opportunity and worked on their marketing team for a couple of years as well. So you nice. kind of just took wherever the job opportunities took you, right? Yeah, I think that's the, kind of the nature of it in, in college athletics and in sports is, um, you know, there's so many people that want a finite number of jobs that um, you, you really have to be open to any opportunities, especially um, based on location. I learned that pretty early on. So then thereafter, Cal, then how did you end up coming back to Bozeman? Well, it was funny. I always... I'm really close with my family and my mom, um, you know, as soon as I graduated from MSU, she was always like, okay, you know, I need to come back to Montana pretty much as soon as I left. And I always joke, there's one job in the entire state that I would come back for. Um, and it happened to open <laughs> up when I was two years into my position at Cal and Leon had just been hired and um, he was putting together his staff. I was actually his first hire as athletic director, um, which I do take a lot of pride in, in the fact that I got to come here and, and join his leadership team and, um, and help him make an impact from day one. So it was really an opportunity that, you know, I couldn't turn down. I was 25, had the opportunity to work in college athletics in, in my favorite state and be around Montana um, and family. And that just doesn't happen all the time. Not going to lie, that was my dream job coming out of uh, MSU myself as a marketing graduate. I wanted to work in, you know, sports marketing for MSU yeah. in some capacity. And it uh, turns out I'm not really that very good at marketing. So uh, didn't pursue a <laughs> career in marketing, but uh, got that degree anyway. That's the important part, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Bethany, before we go on, I was just wondering, did you grow up in Montana? I did. I grew up in East Helena. Um, and so oh, I always... Right on. Yeah, it's it's funny when uh, Bill Lamberty was writing the press release to announce my hire almost four years ago now. Um, he had listed me as being from Helena, and I was very quick to correct him that I'm in fact from East Helena, <laughs> and it's a distinct difference. <laughs> and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, a speed trap over in East Helena. Yep. <laughs> I'm from Helena myself, or graduated uh, 
high school in Helena anyway, okay. cap- capital. So I'm familiar mm. with you, Helena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so Bethany, one of your more uh, important roles, at least from a, a football fan perspective from us, is you seem to be kind of in charge of a lot of the game day experience. Mm-hmm. And we've noticed an improvement. Even, you know, Ryan and I don't get to go to a lot of games, but we read the boards, we watch all the games, we hear people talk about it. The game day experience has been improving um, every single year, but it gets overwhelming if you just start to think about all the logistics that make it possible. How do you accomplish all of these tasks week in and week out, just such a grand scale? Yeah. Um, well, I'd be remiss if I even started answering that question without just acknowledging the dozens and dozens, probably over a hundred people um, that, that put work into um, putting on a game day, especially a football game, like you mentioned. Um, it's, it's so much fun. I remember being my, my, my first football game back when I hadn't done, I actually didn't do game production at Cal. So it had been a while since um, I had been involved in that and coming in in um, the middle to late July and being like, all right, we, we got a football game in eight weeks. So what are we going to do here? And um, I mean, it's just awesome. Like you think about the fact that, you know, we meet as a group um, about every other week, starting like early July um, as we're leading into the season. Um, and, and that, and then we meet weekly once we get into the season, but that group is everybody from, um, our athletic director, Leon usually tries to go to those meetings to our band director, to the crew that's running the video board, to our concessions operators, to our MSU police and really everybody in between. And so, um, I love that my role is to kind of tie everybody in together and listen to that fan feedback, like you mentioned, um, and, and really have an opportunity to, to tweak and, and to improve. But, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different documents that circulate all week, making sure we're staying on task. We do um, three different rehearsals as, for, as far as like a tech perspective from the video board and music leading up to each game. And um, one, once we're in football season, you know, we really get in a groove, but um, it's a lot of hours leading up to each Saturday. And I'm sure a big part of that is just taking hot off the presses feedback from Bobcat Nation message board, I'm sure. <laughs> it's funny. I think I've been like elected to be the one person that goes on there and makes sure that, you know, that we're, we're, we have a representative on the board. I, I give you credit for, uh, yeah, I, get, I give you credit for going there because uh, everyone's got an idea about how it should oh, be done. <laughs> they have ideas about how it should be done and, you know, some are a lot nicer about their ideas than <laughs> others are. Oh, yeah. So like during each sports respective season and like, let's say just even thinking about like football season and, and basketball season and, and spring is, is the work week fairly formulaic or do you think it's like, does every work or does every week bring its own challenges and feel different? That's a great question. Um, I think it's not to cop out of that question, but it's a balance of both. Like once mm-hmm. we're in the groove of football season, um, there are things that are so methodical about, you know, the timing of our production meetings and when our run throughs are and everything like that. But there's also so much that fluctuates based on, you know, is it homecoming we're preparing for? Is it cat Grizz? Is it um, military appreciation? And so those sorts of things will um, pretty dramatically change the, the days outside of those regular meetings leading up to a game. Um, and then once you get to October, November to season, uh, December, and you're in that uh, dreaded overlap season where all of your sports are happening at once, um, then you're, you're definitely just, you know, trying to keep your head above water um, each day in the best way possible. Come home exhausted every day, but um, you feel really accomplished and you're like, all right, we have five home events this week. <laughs> like, let's get through them. Yeah. And you have quite the team of interns working for you. I mean, we get to see that through the social media uh, you do a fantastic job of promoting that. 
But one of the questions I was thinking of when I knew we were going to talk to you is like, what does it take to be an intern for Bethany Cordell? Oh, I love that question. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up because um, really that's, that genuinely is one of my favorite parts about my job is working with our intern program. Um, when I interned for MSU as an undergrad myself, um, I was the only intern in the marketing office. Um, and to see that we've grown that to having 15 undergrads that work on the team um, just in the marketing office alone is um, something I'm really proud of. And I think a testament to what we're building um, because we just simply can't do it without them. And um, you know, I some of my, our, our best interns that have come through the program, you know, when you ask, like, what does it take to, to be an intern, um, the, the, the three that are the top that come to mind, none of them were marketing majors. They weren't even business majors when we hired them. Um, what, Hayden Bendy, who's at Mississippi State right now, actually, is one of the kids I'm really proud of. He was an engineering major when I hired him. His, pro his parents probably still hate me that I hired him and managed to <laughs> convince him that he loves sports marketing, um, but he changed his major and, and absolutely loved it, so when I'm hiring interns, I just look for excitement, for passion, um, for the willingness to go above and beyond. Um, I actually have a fairly grueling interview process for our interns. Um, it's usually two or three rounds of interviews. And if you're a finalist, um, you do have to submit a brief marketing plan, um, an example of what you would do to promote, for example, like a volleyball game um, on campus. And so the main reason I do that is just to kind of weed out the kids that are going to put in that effort um, because you just need them at the end of the day. Like it's a, it's a grueling internship. Um, it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of benefits to it, but um, it's a lot of work. So I want to make sure we're putting the right people on our team. Kind of uh, piggyback off the question there. Wasn't there some sort of volleyball marketing campaign that kind of went viral on Twitter this year? Was it volleyball or was it women's basketball? I think you're thinking about, are you talking about the Rocky Mountain Oysters? That's yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was men's basketball. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was actually, it was an idea we had two years ago and we just never um, ran with it. It wasn't the quite, quite the right timing. Um, and Danny uh, Sprinkle and, and Leon, bless their hearts, uh, kind of gave us the go ahead. They, I'm pretty sure they shook their heads at us and they were like, what the heck are you doing? But okay, <laughs> you can go with it. And um, ended up being a lot of fun. And so we, I, I love doing goofy stuff like that. Like I literally have a huge, like one of the walls in my office is just like floor to ceiling whiteboard. And like, I'll throw all the kids in the office uh, one afternoon and we will literally throw things at a wall and see what sticks. And um, some ideas are, are goofy and work. Some ideas are goofy and don't work um, and everything in between. But I think that's the beauty of, of working in marketing and working in marketing at our level. And um, I just mentioned him, but, you know, Leon supporting us to, to try new things. And um, I think that means a lot too. Well, before we get off the intro, I did have one question. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had a notable intern, at least from Bobcat football standpoint, Zach Minter. Am I yeah, correct in that? You are. He was uh, one of my interns, I think my first year. Yeah. That's funny. Do you got a good Zach story for us? Oh, gosh. Um, actually, I do. Um, so he was a great guy. He was so much fun, brought like a ton of energy to the team. And um, th that year, we were we had started with like the brick wall of distraction, right? It was kind of a playoff. I think it's Arizona state that does like the curtain of distraction um, <laughs> behind the free throws. And Zach like loved the idea and he like championed it for us. And um, we were having some really hilarious ideas of what was happening in the student section behind the, the, this quote unquote brick wall we had created. Um, and normally like I'm the type of supervisor that like, 
I want you to bring ideas to me to the point that like, I have to scale you back. Right. Like I don't want to be pulling them from you. And Zach was definitely one of those kids that like, you'd have to scale back a little bit. Um, <laughs> and one of the ideas he brought me, he was like, okay, so imagine this, like, we get a diaper and we like melt a chocolate bar in it. And the students are all just licking the chocolate out of the diaper behind the brick wall. And I was like, Zach, I, I love where your head's at. I think that would be very distracting, but I'm going to go ahead and just have to say that's not what we're going to do this weekend. And I mean, it was just awesome. He just loved it. He started conga lines in the student section. Like he just leaned into being that engaging um, kid, which is awesome. I keep calling him a kid. He's older than me, but he was, he was awesome. He was a great intern. Nice. <laughs> well, that's, thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> so how do you measure on a personal level if you are successful? That's a pretty big question. You can answer question. however answer however you want. You can bite it, take it down, small bite-sized pieces. But We're, we're interviewing you now, so yes. We, yeah, we okay. To- <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, I don't know. I mean, the whole reason I got in college athletics is just I'm so passionate about creating experiences. So it's creating that experience for the student athlete to walk out into, you know, a sold out brick to creating that experience for the dad who's bringing his eight-year-old daughter to her first football game, you know, can list a million of these. And um, I just get so excited and I've been this way ever since I was a little kid. Like I have way more fun planning other people's fun. Like that, that's just has always what's been, been able to get me excited. And I think the way I measure success is if I can feel myself doing that. And there's so many metrics that, you know, are a lot easier to like actually track if you're successful or not. Like, are we making more money than we made the year before? You know, our, our ticket sales um, obviously is, is a huge driving um, force to how we support our athletic department and our scholarships. But so you look at those metrics, you look at social media metrics, you look at, um, you know, any sort of numbers. And my MBA was focused in data analytics, so I can talk about numbers forever. But at the, at the core of what I do, I just, I just feel like I'm doing a good job when I can see those experiences happen. And, um, you know, to be able to create that at every game is really special, but those extra special moments are the ones that stick with you um, even longer. And so to know, you know, when a student athlete, you know, comes up to me at the end of their season um, and just, you know, thanks me for what I did or fans or, you know, you can just see it. And um, on our side, we're used to working behind the scenes and I'm very happy to exist behind the scenes, but um, when, when you do have people noticing what you do and what you're creating for them, um, I think that that organically makes me feel more successful than any, any numbers would. So one of the next questions I had was, what are you most proud of? It sounds like you may have answered that a little bit just right there. Yeah. You know, I, there's so many moments like that I can look back on like this year when the women's basketball team beat the Grizz at home, like that meant we clinched at least a, a portion of um, the big sky conference championship. And um, we had a lot of conversations internally leading up to that game about, you know, how are we going to celebrate it? And um, the fact that, you know, we were able to be ready with confetti from the rafters and t-shirts and to be able to create that moment and, and cutting down nets with golden scissors. Like those are, those are the moments I'm really proud of. Um, you know, on my resume, I'm really proud of, you know, these season ticket campaigns that broke records at these different schools and worked at and in any of those sorts of things. But the things that I know this is so cheesy, but that'll stick with me the longest are, are when I was able to uh, create a cool memory for people. Nice. Well, from afar, you're doing a fantastic job. And I know Ryan and I are just like thrilled to have you on here. And just, we just wanted to talk to you and we just want to thank you for your time. We do have a couple more questions for you though, but uh, I'm just 
I'm just giddy over here because you, you do <laughs> such a good job and you do such a good job representing uh, Montana State. And Montana State is so dear to our hearts. And so I just want to say, like, just personally, just thank you because uh, we just love Montana State so much. And I mean, this is why we do it. <laughs> but um, when you Absolutely. came on board, we saw a precipitous gain in just like game day experience and just uh, the energy around Montana State. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about when we were crafting these questions is there's got to be a time where you just save the day for Montana state though. Like there's a, like a <laughs> linchpin kind of moment where like, Oh my gosh, if I don't do this, this is not going to happen. And it's going to be oh like total failure. You, you got to <laughs> give me one of those stories. Oh man. I don't know. That's a good question. Let me think. I mean, I, I have no doubt there's been plenty of situations where other people have had to come in <laughs> and save the day of something going wrong. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly can't point to a single situation. And um, I think that's such a testament to the team that Leon's built too. I know that sounds like kind of a cop-out answer, but um, <laughs> like, I feel like we just flow so well as a group that, you know, when, when there's something like, crap, we got to do this, um, you know, it, it, it gets picked up. And um, I think that, you know, my role um, within the department is often to to push the envelope or to have the crazy ideas or to say like, hey, I think it is important that we drop, you know, 50 pounds of confetti or however many pounds it was from the ceiling. And, um, you know, I, I think it's really good to have a balanced team of, of people that, you know, sometimes can can scale back on those ideas or, um, you know, just, just be balanced. And um, yeah, I feel like that was kind of a cop out to your question i'm sorry but i really can't think of a, a situation at least no. not one that i want to talk about on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> like you said it's just kind of a testament to how well oiled the machine is you don't even exactly. need to save the day yeah i do All have right. a question though there i did uh you know you tweeted out and i don't remember the timeline on this now but uh there was a day where someone for msu saved the day for you i believe you may have been stranded in a vehicle oh yeah Oh my gosh, that feels like forever ago. Yes, okay, that was, I think it was, um, so it was last winter, I think. Um, I was driving home fairly late, and I it was icy, and I completely slid off the road um, into a ditch, and I was just, I was by myself, I was stuck, um, I had called AAA, and they were like, okay, it'll take like an hour to come tow you out, and I was on this back road, like all the way out to four corners, um, and all of a sudden this truck drives by and he like slows down and he sees me on the side of the road and then like starts to back up. And I see that there's a Montana state football sticker in the back. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if it's a season tickle holder or something. And, uh, just like he gets out of the car and it's two of our football guys, including Jory Choate, son of Jeff Choate. And like, they were so excited. So apparently Jeff had gotten him a tow rope um a couple months earlier <laughs> and he hadn't gotten to use it yet and so they were just so excited to be able to like rescue me and save the day and um yeah they got me right out they made sure it was cute too like as as Joy was tying it on he's like I don't know if this is gonna work I think it's gonna work but if it's not I'm gonna stay with you <laughs> until AAA gets here like we're not gonna leave you and um I ran into Jeff in the hallway the next morning at like 8 30 and I was like hey I gotta tell you something he's like my kid saved you last night I know he called me woke me up at midnight <laughs> just to tell me that he had used the tow rope <laughs> that he that I had given him and he was so proud yeah it was just it was such a random moment but again um just such a good reminder of the amazing people we have from head to toe in our program well, that's, that is quite the story. And I know we have like a question at the end, maybe about, let's just ask you right now, 
when you think about the uh, these coaches such as Choate and Sprinkle and you get to work with uh, Leon, I mean, from afar, like for Ryan and I, who are simply fans, they're huge personalities. How do you, oh, yeah. how do you work within these 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 personalities? I, I mean, they're honestly just men, right? But uh, from <laughs> for us, they're. I mean, it's Coach Choate, it's Coach right. Sprinkle, you know, it's, it's Leon Costello. Like, is it just like laissez-faire when you're around them, or is it? Uh, if you get them together, how do they interact? I want to know. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Definitely when I first got here, um, mostly just because I'd worked at or spent most of my time at significantly bigger athletic departments in much smaller roles. Like I was low man on the totem pole. Like I, I don't think any of the head coaches um, would have known who I was and and to jump into a, a much smaller, tighter knit the Department and in a role where I do interact um, daily with all of our head coaches was certainly a little daunting at first. And um, Coach Choate will be the first to tell you actually that he and I have not always gotten along. We've definitely argued <laughs> over different perspectives on whether it's marketing campaigns or posters or something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. I just love the personalities they bring because they're fighting for what they want their program to represent. Um, and that just means the world to me, um, to be able to have coaches of such high character that care that much that we are representing their program in the way they want us to. And, um, they are, they're, they're loud personalities. I mean, like there's a running joke that you don't want anyone ever to present after coach Choate or to speak after coach Choate. And (laughs) you were just absolutely setting themselves up for uh, failure by not having him be the closer. And, um, man, when that man gets rolling, uh, our, our signing day event this February was, was prime coach show and I just loved it like our fans eat it up like you said and um when you when you do get all those people in a room and um like last year for our spring swing um our eastern swing when we went around the country and you know I got to or not around the country around eastern Montana it felt like we were driving around the country uh, a big state to drive around (laughs) it's the country Um, it's the country exactly um but just getting to spend so much time um in small spaces with coach Choate and with Leon and um, you know, at the end of the day, they really are, like you said, just guys <laughs> that, you yeah. know, are, are doing what they love. And, um, it's intimidating sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like, especially being, um, like not to play this card, but being a female and being young and being someone who didn't play sports. Um, it's certainly a little stressful sometimes to feel like you can't keep up in those situations. But, um, you know, I think that our coaches do such a good job, um, and just making everybody feel included and, um, you know, realizing that, that everyone that's on Leon's team, whether it's a head coach and administrator, et cetera, is there for a reason and brings something very particular to the table. I found a good quote from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, Paul Schwedelson. Uh, Danny Sprinkle said to you, I believe, you're going to get tired of me. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> How's that going? How's yeah, your relationship he- with Danny Sprinkle? <laughs> oh, I literally was just texting him like three hours ago, actually. So that's when you say that. Great relationship with Danny. Um, he's so awesome. He did explicitly call me out in his press conference by name saying that, um, I would get sick of him and it's been awesome. I mean, from a marketing slash external relations perspective, a head coach who is willing to get out there in the community and not just say that they're willing to, but actually is, um, is like a godsend. Like that's, that's not something you get often. And, um, I can confidently say that about every single one of our head coaches here. Um, and I think that that reflects not only on them, but also the community of Bozeman and just the Montana state family, you know, it's not something that anybody dreads by any means. And so, you know, when I tell Danny that we are yet again bringing sprinkle donuts because I'm not sick of that pun yet um, around campus, <laughs> like that he's just, he's up for it. And, um, you know, that that's 
not always seen at the division one level. So we really have something special here in every single one of our coaches. Well, it certainly seems that way from the fan perspective on our side. Uh, we, we love all the people in the positions right now and uh, you're doing a great job as well. Um, well thank you. Before we pivot over to our fun little buy or sell segment at the end here, we have one last question for you. And it's again, probably a loaded big question that you can answer however you feel. Um, just what do you see are the next steps for Montana State um, athletics in particular? Ooh, that is a loaded question. Um, I love it. I mean, it's this current time, it's hard to answer, right? Because there's just so many unknowns um, with the current situation that we're in. But big picture, um, kind of where we want to be is, you know, I, I mentioned my giant whiteboard um, in my office. And I think one of the last things actually that was wrote up there before I started working from home two months ago um, was how do we catch up to NDSU, right? And so that's like literally written on my board and um, in, in having conversations about, you know, getting our, our scholarship funds up there and um, closing that gap, which has been a huge goal of our development team, um, the gap in what we raise each year and what our scholarship bill to the university is. And, um, you know, I think that is a huge next step for us. The, the fact that any day now we're putting a shovel in the ground um, for the Bobcat Athletic Complex is huge, huge, huge um, for every single one of our student athletes, coaches, support staff, et cetera. And so, um, you know, I think there's such huge, awesome things ahead for the Bobcats. And I feel like we're just right on the cusp um, of being you know, an absolute premier FCS institution in this country. Um, and I just, I mean, I get goosebumps talking about it. That's largely why I, I came back. You know, I wanted, yes, the opportunity to be back at Montana State and like be back at my alma mater and all those sorts of things too. But I wouldn't have wanted to come back if I couldn't feel something special brewing here, you know, and, and it, it absolutely is. And even just to see the strides we've made in four short years, I'm, I'm so excited to see what we do in the next four years. Well, you got me excited. Let me dust off uh if i can even find my checkbook from like probably two banks ago <laughs> haven't written a check in a long time but i'm ready <laughs> oh good 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 i'll follow up after this <laughs> i'm I'm doing silent like fist pumps in the air Yay! listening to you talk i'm just like yes this is what i want to hear <laughs> oh, this is awesome. all right cool bethany uh if you ever listen to our podcast we get to do this little thing at the very end called buy or sell and it's a fun little game we get to play and i'm gonna put you on the hot seat these questions are just for you so okay ryan doesn't have to answer these but i got five <laughs> questions for you and then uh we're gonna wrap this up all right okay so so here's how you play i'm gonna ask you a question and all you got to do is tell me buy or sell and then okay. maybe a, a little bit of an explanation on that. So like, for example, you might see a buy or sell winter over summer and you go, oh, sell. And then you're like, whatever or whatever. All right. Okay. So we get to go. Okay. Thank you for teaching me the rules because I was a little confused. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you're struggling, uh, you, you can just, <laughs> I'm your lifeline. Okay. <laughs> right? well, thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. So question number one, Bethany. Buy or sell, Cat Grizz week is my least favorite week to be working. Oh, gosh. So if I don't agree with it, I say sell, right? Yep. Okay, so sell, absolutely. Um, I love Cat Grizz week. Um, it's my favorite week to be working. Um, mm. Probably the most stressful. Um, but if you know me personally, you know that I just thrive off stress. And like I can sit here and pretend like, oh, I'm so stressed. But really, I'm loving every second of it. Um, and so just the anticipation building up to it. And um, they, they teach us when you go through internships and learning sports marketing that you're supposed to separate yourself as a fan. And I, I think I do a fairly good job of that sometimes, but Cat Grizz Week is all out the window. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, we are, I'm going to the death here with my team. So my favorite week <laughs> to work. 
you're doing great. You're just picking up on, on the game. You're doing great. All, <laughs> okay, right. <thanks. laughs> All right. Question number two, buy or sell. MSU fans can expect a new uniform combo for football this year. Ooh. Can I do a layaway, right? Is that my cheating answer? I'm putting it on layaway instead of buying or selling it. <laughs> I like that. That's a good, that's a good uh, buyer seat, buyer self-themed non-answer. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> I think my official answer is um, I'm not at liberty to discuss any of our uniform okay. combinations. <laughs> okay. We weren't expecting an answer, but in the, okay. <laughs> yeah, shoot the shot. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, question number three, buy or sell, Bethany, football season over basketball season? Oof. This is a tough one. Um, Keep in mind, Danny Sprinkle follows us on Twitter. Oh, that's true. Does Coach Choate follow you on Twitter? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I have always had a soft spot for working in basketball. It was the first sport that when I was at K-State that like got to be mine um, as in I was 100% in charge of it. And so I, I like that. I like that they, um, it's a longer season. So I have more games to, you know, throw out crazy ideas and, and have fun with it with that. But, um, you know, I don't think any of our coaches would fault me for saying that nothing beats a Saturday in Bobcat Stadium either. Not going to argue there. So what did you do? Did you buy or sell? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I answered it. I'm like totally <laughs> answering it. Like every question is a politician. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put you can't as a maybe on that one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Another layway. <laughs> All right. Uh, only two more. Let's see what we got. All right. Number okay. four. Bethany, buy or sell. MSU has an indoor practice facility within the next 10 years. Ooh. Um. I'd buy the thought of that. I mean, it's in our facilities mansion. Um, and so I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I do not believe that is the next step, but um, at the rate we're going, you know, I certainly would not um, shy away from buying that thought in the next 10 years. All right, ring you down for buy. There it is. Okay. And <laughs> last one, Bethany. And Thorny put this in. <laughs> Ryan might have some thoughts. Ryan, why don't you ask this one? Yeah, yeah buy or sell. Uh, you've been asking this question, I believe. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh God, I'm glad you guys asked. I've been asked this all the time. I don't. Oh my gosh. If Ian listens to us, he's the one that first asked me this. I do. I think a hot dog is a sandwich, and apparently, I'm the only person on the planet that thinks a hot dog is a sandwich. But it classifies as a sandwich in my book. So I am buying that. <laughs> I think a hot dog is a specific kind of sandwich, but yes, it is a sandwich. Okay. A hot dog is basically just like rolled up bologna. So what's the, what's the difference, right? Oh, I haven't heard that. Different way process, of having a bologna sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't thought about it that way, but I like that even more. <laughs> oh my Had gosh, to ask one awesome. not, not sport-related question there. Well, good. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, yeah, that's all the questions we had. We uh, really appreciate you taking time to come on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you had fun. fun. I I had fun too. Thank you guys. I'm, I feel like I was a little long winded with some answers because I'm tired. So I apologize, but um, it means a lot to me that you guys follow closely and um, care enough to want to interview me. So I appreciate it. Sure. Uh, We do always end our podcast with a go cats. So can I get a go cats from you? Go cats. Go cats. Go cats.